Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Moments Podcast. I am doing really good at having guests on the podcast all of a sudden, so I have someone super, super special with me today, and he's actually my first male podcast guest, and his name is Brian Ramsey. You're probably wondering like where he came from and who he is, so the story behind that is we've basically been best friends since high school, but I think in the last year we've gotten a lot closer, and he just did something pretty cool, so... We're going to talk about it. He ran a marathon. How are you feeling? Welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Hello, beautiful people. My name is Brian Ramsey. Lexi and I have known each other for quite a while. But yeah, it's day after the marathon. Um, ran the Miami Marathon yesterday. Legs are definitely feeling it today, but but feel really good. And I mean, got a huge accomplishment out of the way and been working really hard for it. So excited to talk about it for sure. Yeah. And Brian has probably been the biggest fan of this podcast since day one. And I think, well... Way back in the day, he asked me to come on it, and I was like, yeah, like, one of these days I'll be ready to have people on it, and I just kept saying that and saying it and saying it, and then I was like, he ran a marathon. Like, I need to get over my own fear of, like, having people on the podcast, and we're just going to talk. We're just going to talk about it. I put on my Instagram story, and I was like, oh, can you ask questions? Like, what would you ask someone who just ran a marathon? And I wrote a bunch of them down, and we're just going to talk about them and see how it goes and what we talk about, because running a marathon is pretty insane. I think it's insane, Um, but it's awesome. So... I guess first thing we should talk about is like, where did this idea come from? Why did you want to do it? And yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of out of the blue, honestly. Um, I think I've told you this kind of before, but I read that David Goggins book. Can't called, hurt me. Can't hurt me. Um, not super tied to like running a marathon, but he kind of just talks about how, I mean, he, did, he had a rough childhood, um, but he kind of deals with some of like his stress or just like, kind of his identity is, is pushing through pain. And I was kind of at a point, um, where I mean, I'm graduating college next year. I was kind of like trying to figure out what I want to do. I felt like I was getting a little complacent with, with certain things. And I was kind of looking for like a new challenge or something to push myself. And I like related a lot to some of the stuff that he was saying about like how he would run these crazy races. Like he, he does like 200, 240 miles. So like, what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Some... Also, this book that he's talking about, I've been wanting to read it or listen to the audio. People say the audio. Did you do the audiobook? I the... did not, but I have heard the audiobook. People really, love really the good. audiobook because I think he, I don't know if he reads it, but there's parts where his voice is in it or something. And I'm, now that I'm here and we're doing this, I'm definitely going to listen to the audiobook just because I feel inspired yeah. to do it. But continue. Yeah. So kind of just saw that and then was just thinking about, I like, I really don't run at all. Like before this, at least before I signed up, like I never ran, like I was. That's another thing that's crazy. I was talking to him about it. He, I think the most you said he ran was like two or three miles. I think three was the furthest I'd ever run before I signed up. And like before that, like I probably hadn't run for like a year or two. And he signed up for a full marathon. He didn't start out with no half marathon, no 5k. He was like, all right, we're doing this. But I will say, I think that that's something that it doesn't even surprise me. Like the kind of person that Brian is, he just like goes for it. Like once you have a goal, you're going to do it. Yeah. And like, like in high school, sure. he did all the things like he was Mr. Boca High. And I don't, I don't know if you guys would know what that is, but basically the person, what is the role of Mr. Boca High? Like it's, it's so hard to explain. It is. But... It's like he leads the pep rallies, the student yeah. section, just gets everyone hyped up and like did all sorts of things in high school. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun time. Fun times. We loved high school. <laughs> yeah. High school was a blast. I peaked in high school for a yeah, while. Yeah, I know. But... <laughs> I did too. But... It's okay. We're moving on. Now you ran a marathon. So can't say you peaked in high school if you're in a marathon. Right? I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. Anyways, what were, we were, you were still telling why. Yeah, so, and then I started running, um, and that probably not even for, like, 
a week or two and then like obviously like when you start running like the first thing you think about is like okay like what like what like sure you can go out to like run for fitness and like that's great but I guess like kind of like I like to set like mini goals and I feel like that kind of keeps you more accountable like instead of just like trying to like say run twice a week like you're gonna have some bad weeks where that just might fade out and and kind of diminish so I was looking for something um and then one of my buddies Najee he's run a marathon before he's ran his entire life so I was texting him. I was like, "Yo, like maybe I'll I'll hop in on the next race you do." <laughs> and he was like, "Fine, say less." And he was I, originally the plan was I think he was trying to do a half marathon, and I was like, "Okay, maybe I'll do that with you." And then just kind of one thing led to another, and then my Boom. brain expanded as it normally does, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'm not gonna half send this. Like, I'm signing up for the full, full send only. Full so, send only. Full sent it. Signed up for a full marathon." And then our other friend Pookie ran it too. How did, did you just tell him, do you want to yeah. do it? And he said yes. Yeah. So basically, I mean, obviously I was trying to get as many people as I could and texted a lot of my, like, I, I told him that I was going to run a half marathon. I lied. I totally next time. lied. <laughs> next time. Played, next but... time. I'll make sure Lexi does it next time. But, um, the Pookie story is funny because I literally texted him and I was like, yo, I'm running a marathon. And he literally responded with, if you ask me to run a marathon with you right now, like you have to be kidding. And I was like, I was like, you don't have to. Like, I'm just telling you I'm doing it. And literally his exact response was, you know, I don't say yes to enough things in life. I'll do it with you. Oh, I so that love was, it. That was really I cool. I love it. Because everyone, he always tells people that I convinced him to do it. But I'm like, dude, I literally just told you to do it with me. And then he ended up doing it. So we had. But some people just need the idea. Like, that's kind of how I am in yeah. some cases. Like, I just need someone to say, like, give the little bit of push and then I'll go for it. Oh, that's so cool. I can't believe you guys did that. Yeah. So then we both obviously go to uh, UF. So we were training together for some of it. Um, towards the end, we kind of started to do our own thing, partially just because of scheduling. And then also we kind of realized that there's probably a good chance at some point throughout the race that like we're going to get separated. And I like didn't want to be out there and I've never run like a long run by myself. You know? Oh, that's so, true. Yeah. So we kind of just started doing our own thing. But that was, that was definitely fun. And having a partner like him, for sure, at least from the start, was was awesome. My brother signed up to do it with us as well, but he lives in New York City, so I couldn't actually run with him. But, like, having those, like, weekly conversations and obviously having, like, a running buddy in Gainesville was, like, a super good uh, way to kind of keep up with it. I still can't even process you guys are in a marathon. I guess, like... The next question that you guys had, and honestly, I have all the same questions because I've asked him and he's told me them and I just can't comprehend what is the reason, why did you do it, and like how did you do it? So I'm curious, like when you started training, was there ever a point where you were like, I can't do this, I want to give up, or what did you do to push through when you felt like that? Yeah, I mean, it was for sure a roller coaster, and I think the biggest thing, at least from the start, right, is like you set this huge goal, you're like, all right, I'm running 26 miles, and like automatically you're going to feel behind right because i'd imagine that in the beginning i'd be so like let's do this well you're also pumped. yeah of course you have you all guys, the motivation you know that when i started that well i started doing this thing on tiktok over the summer the running series the running yep. series and i was so excited for it because i was like i'm gonna get back into running not back into it i never ran but i was like i'm gonna learn how to run i'm gonna be able to run like three miles all the way through i did it for actually eight days that's how long it lasted because i started traveling and then i just found excuses and then obviously once a once something isn't new for me anymore, I get sick of it because for I sure. think that's just how for my sure. brain works sometimes. But obviously when you set a goal like this, you can't do that. So how do you push through? Honestly, tell me because I need to figure it out and everyone else who like wants to give up. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways, right? Like one, 
I told like everybody I knew I was doing it. And I'm also like, I'm not someone like when I tell you something that I'm not going to do it. Like, I think that's like something that a personal attack. No, 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 it's not. You've gotten a lot better. I have gotten better. It's always an inside joke that I just not necessarily flake on everything, but I'll make promises that I can't even keep. Anyways, keep going. But yeah, so like, I mean, obviously I signed up, told everyone. Um, I mean, like, I don't really care. Like if other people, like if it say I did fail and like other people like knew that, like that wouldn't bother me that much, but it's more like kind of like just like self accountability. Like I told myself I'm going to do this. I told other people I'm going to do this brought other people into it so kind of just that that dedication that aspect of it but also I guess like keeping a consistent schedule that's the hardest part I think yeah for me at least and like the whole case I mean we can get into this later too but like with running and just how like your muscles and bones are built like you can't just stop well no you can't do too much to start because like if you're like a a lot of like what shin splints come from and we can talk about this because I had some yeah. very severe shin <laughs> Well, but I remember like, when I started doing my, my running series, quote unquote, that lasted eight days. I was on like day five and I was like, oh, my shins kind of hurt. I'm not going to run today. Yeah. And then, yeah. So like kind I of can't just, imagine at a higher level. Yeah. But like kind of breaking into it and like just peeling off like layers one by one. Like, okay, I'm going to go do four miles. You go do four miles. Now you go do like five or six. Then you go do seven or eight. Like you can't just like walk out be like, all right, I'm going to go like absolutely kill myself and try to do like 10 today. And like the longest you've ever done is three. Because I mean, that could work once, right? Like you could push through it, but like your body's got to heal. Like you have many months of preparation. Like you can't just like go out, get injured and then expect to like keep recovering and like keep running at the same time. Like they don't go hand in hand with each other. I feel like that's a cool life lesson too, not to make it like deep and turn it into a metaphor, but with any goal in life, like you have to take the small steps. And I think so many people are just so focused on getting to that end goal that like you don't appreciate the journey at mm-hmm. all and yeah it kind of kind of relates like that's what I think of when I hear that yeah and for anyone wanting to run a race they, there's obviously like a ton of resources available for like training programs so like the first thing I did was find a marathon training program um did you stick to it so it's it was a 20 week program if I remember and when we signed up I think we had six full months so that's what like 24 25 weeks and the whole point was, like, you kind of needed to be ready for week one, like, by the time week one came. So, like, we had, like, say, four weeks to get to the week one part. Gotcha. Um, so, got up to that. That I don't remember how many miles the week one was, but I think your longest run was, like, six. But it was still, like, say, 15 miles for the week. That's um, crazy. Which, like, by the time that came around, like, I was ready to do that. But you were running, like, four or five times a week. And, I like, I stuck to the schedule by a T for probably, like, four four to five weeks and then I started getting shin splints and I was like okay like because then you have to like make the decision like okay like yeah I can probably push through this but like is it worth it I have five months to go like should I try to like take care of this now and then like like try and catch up a little bit on the back end so like I definitely fell behind pretty early and that was kind of scary but I guess it kind of worked out but it did work out yeah that because I I guess I'll just throw this in here now. When I was at the marathon, Lisette and I went, we took the Bright Line, which is a train from where I live to Miami, at 4.20 in the morning. So we got there like before they were able to start. We got to see them. And it was just like the coolest energy. There were 25,000 people running it, right? I think more than that. Which is insane. Like that is just so many people in one place awake at 4 o'clock in the morning ready to go run, whether it was the half marathon or the full marathon. And from the second I got there, I was like, this would be a really, really cool experience. And like to be able to say I did it just for myself. And 
so that that was already going through my head and then we ended up finding a spot like a mile into the race where there were these people like playing the bagpipes we were on a bridge like on the highway basically they shut down two lanes of the highway and the sun was rising and there were everyone was running and it was just such a core memory that I was like this is this is the moment I'm deciding that I'm maybe not going to run a full marathon like I'm not going to put all that pressure on myself yet but I am 110% going to run the half marathon whether it's next year well yeah next year and I'm going to make it happen let's go and like that just kind of like it was the coolest thing I was like I think that I need to do it yeah. because I know that I hate running. I know that I'm not good at running, but I think it would be so cool to challenge myself to do that because I'm sure I'd learn how to love running. And obviously it's just like such a mental, it's like a mental toughness challenge, yeah. but also just like, I don't even know how to explain it. I feel like it's so good for your mental health because you challenge yourself and push yourself. And like, I guess that's another question I would have like mentally besides like the physical, you know, shin splints and stuff, like what went through your head? at all parts of your training. And then we'll get to, like, how the actual race yeah, went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mentally, I think, one is you just have to, like, figure out how much you want to prioritize about it, right? So, like, being in college, like, a lot of these runs, you're going to have to wait, like, at least, like, either to fit in your schedule or just, like, say, for the heat of the day. Like, I mean, you know, the Miami Marathon starts at 6 a.m., right? So, like, True, and also, if you guys know, we live in Florida, so it's hot as... Yeah. It's about as hot as it gets. Yeah, especially the humidity, like, midday. But... Um, like, you know, race day, you're starting running at 6am. So if you do all your training runs at like 3pm, you're probably gonna feel a lot different than when you would when you run the actual thing. So like, at least for me, I was like, okay, like, if I'm gonna actually take this seriously, I should probably be doing most of my runs like early in the morning. So like, that they come with like some sacrifices of like, not not going out with some friends like on certain nights. Um, and especially like when you get to the back half and like, those runs are turning into like 16, 18, 20 miles. Holy like crap. you can't, you can't be like, out. you can't be hungover. Yeah, running. yeah. You can't like go out and drink like the night before. Okay. Maybe some people could, but I definitely couldn't. I couldn't either. But most it, people could. Yeah. But like, I like there'd be periods of say like three days where like I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. Like I'm making sure I'm eating correctly. So like it definitely would take like a big time aspect of it. Um, and then I guess also like mentally, like how, how much you're going to discipline yourself. Like, you know, it's a long process. Like saying, I kept saying, saying to myself was, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's Lit a marathon, not a sprint. And I was like, literally, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, there's no... So like, you just kind of know that like, sure, like maybe this run went well today or this run went poorly, but like that doesn't matter compared to like the next run you're going to do. So like a lot of it was building self-confidence, like for sure. Because like, I knew... And I think you had to build up a way to trust yourself and just exactly. know that like, even if this was shit and like, I couldn't even run to my, obviously this is more... For me, it would be like, oh, shit, I couldn't run two miles today. How am I ever going to run 13? Exactly. You just have to be like, I'll get yeah. there. And you just have to believe in yourself and, like, know that, you know, it's a it's a circle. It's like a, a cycle. Yeah. Some days are going to be better than others. And eventually you're going to do it. Yeah. And it's okay to fail, too. Like, I definitely had, especially at the start, I had plenty. Like, I would just try to, like, go out and run, like, three or, like, four or, like, maybe even two and a half. And, like, I'd be like, dude, like, I came out way too high. Like, maybe I'm running at the wrong time. And, like, you're going to fail. But, like... You have to be able to, like, I mean, obviously bounce back from it. Like, one of the biggest moments in my training was Pookie and I came down here for Thanksgiving with our family. So we're in Boca, so it was kind of, like, closest to Miami conditions we were going to get. Um, and we hadn't done, like, a long run in a while. This is, like, right after my shin splint. So oh, I think I remember that. I needed to get back into it. So it was Thanksgiving morning. It was, like, the only day that worked for us. We're like, all right, we're going to run 16 miles, like, on A1A right next to the beach. And, like, something happened. I don't know. Like, I threw up on mile four. I was like, dude. 
And like, Come when, on. And like when you throw up like that, like right, you're like you're completely dehydrating yourself. Like all your electrolytes are gone. And then I ended up quitting on him on like mile seven and a half. And that was like the first run I quit on him. And he like ended up finishing it. And I was like, like, wow, like I can't believe I just quit on it. Like in hindsight, like it was probably the right thing. Like I was so lightheaded. Like I knew that the death just wasn't a good like spot. But like seeing that and like knowing that like one, not only like was I behind the person that like I was started training with, like that like really just like lit something up and I was like, okay, like I'm taking this way more seriously. Like, okay, I'm going to start biking now. I'm going to start swimming, like doing other forms of cardio, just like get back to where I was. So you have like certain events in, in the training that are going to like really shape you set something up. Yeah. That's so cool. Quick intermission. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. We all hold way too much heaviness on our shoulders, on our chest. We keep things in our mind that we need to release. And sometimes it feels like there's nobody in our life that we can release our feelings to. And that's why I am the world's number one advocate for therapy. I love going to therapy. It's honestly been too long since I've been. But we're constantly carrying around so many big stresses and we keep it bottled up and it can affect us and the people around us so negatively. So I believe that going to therapy isn't only something that's good for you, but also good for the people around you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I want you to try BetterHelp. It is designed for you. It is designed online. You can connect with a therapist through a chat, through a video call, through a phone call. You can change therapists at no cost. It is made to be easy and affordable for you. It's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time with no additional charge, like I said. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash moments today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moments. We all know how much taking a small action can make a big difference in your life or somebody else's life, whether that's smiling at a stranger, waking up 30 minutes earlier, practicing a new skill for a few days. Small actions go a long way. And the small action I've added to my life lately is taking Seeds DS-01 Daily Symbiotic. It helps maintain a healthy gut and healthy digestion. I genuinely feel things moving through my body easier and I feel better overall taking it. It doesn't only just help your digestion and your gut, it also helps your heart health and your skin. And you just take two little capsules a day. It's also very awesome for me to know that it's backed by science and lots of it. When it was developed in collaboration with Seed Scientific Board and based on their foundational work in probiotics and the microbiome. It's a product that you know you can trust. And also, our gut is a central hub for various pathways through the body, and a healthy gut microbiome means benefits for all of the things like digestion, skin health, heart health, and your immune system. Overall, it is a great thing that you should take. So trust your gut with Seed's DS-01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com moments and use code 25moments to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seeds DS-01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash moments. Code 25 moments. You're going to absolutely love it. It's been my favorite thing to take. I love yeah. it. Oh, and then another thing that I don't even know if someone asked it, but I was asking him before we even started recording. Tell me about a runner's high because I just yes. don't... I, I get don't this question get it. all the time. It's real. It's so, so real. And like, I mean, obviously like... You don't, like, feel euphoric, I Mm -hmm. guess. And anyone who, like, runs, you probably understand this. I am just someone who, I don't know, I've I've said it, like, 18 times already just in this episode. I hate running. 
So how do you get to a point where it's enjoyable? Like, what do you think about? And also, he doesn't listen to music, which I, was, I just think I was is crazy. Tie this in. But yeah. yeah, tie it all together. That's tell a hot, me, it's tell a hot, me how you do it. Hot take. So runner's high is probably different for everyone, but for me, what runner's high means is basically like my muscles are warmed up. I'm like just say out kind of by myself, and like you just kind of feel like you're you're cranking out distances like faster than what's expected. Like you'll like run a mile, you'll be like, okay, like that didn't bother me. And you're kind of like, and it's it's very important for when you're doing these long runs because a lot of it's tied back to your heart rate. Like you can't let your heart rate get too high. So you almost want to check out as much as you humanly can. Mm-hmm. So like you're kind of running and you're like not trying to think about time. You're not trying to like mark distances. Like say you've done a route before. You don't want to be like, okay, I know when I get to this tree, I'm at one mile. I, know I think I- that's a problem of mine because since I do listen to music, I'm always like, okay, if I listen to one song, that's about four minutes. And then I just am constantly thinking, thinking, exactly. and thinking. Exactly. I can't clear my head, but that's the point. That's and, the goal we're going to get to. And that's exactly why I stopped listening to music was because, well, one, when I did like, when you get to like 14, I guess my, my AirPods start to die. <laughs> so I was like, when I was dying, my music was like giving out on me. I was like, okay, this is just not ideal. But like when you start like going out there for like two, two and a half hours, you don't want to be like checking boxes every three minutes. Like mm-hmm. that is not fun. It's on a repeat. Some people listen to podcasts. I tried that a few times and I kind of felt like it was doing the opposite job. Like it was checking me out, but it also wasn't like hyping me up mm-hmm. enough. And then also a big thing for me was I'm always like trying to be conscious of my breathing. Like I can, like once you run for a little bit, like keep in mind, like I'm a super inexperienced runner. Like I don't typically know what I'm doing until like I start. He goes, I'm an inexperienced runner. No, just ran like, a marathon it, it yesterday. But it is true because there are it's people so who true. do this, like have been doing this and like it is their their whole thing. And like this yeah. was your first time doing something like this. And Like before I did this, I could probably count on my two hands how many runs I did for pleasure. Like That's crazy. That, like I probably went for less than 10 runs in my entire life. Wow. But um, you pick up pretty quickly when you're like exerting too much energy. Mm-hmm. And especially for the long runs, like you need to like, okay, my heart's doing this. Like, okay, my calf's cramping a little bit. Like maybe I like try to focus on something else, like get like imbalanced muscles, try to fix it. But, um, not listening to music definitely helped one pastime and two, just like make me a lot more self-aware of kind of what was going on. And like, I mean, in Gainesville, there's like a nature trail I run on. Oh, that's peaceful. And it's like, I go obviously early. And, like, especially when I started going, like, by myself without Pookie, like, it was just kind of cool to be like, hey, like, this is just me in a road. Like, mm-hmm. like y- anything you want to think about, you can think about. And that's, like, one thing I definitely loved about running was, like, it was a great way to kind of, like, process things. Uh, maybe, like, something was on my mind or, like, I had to, like, think through something. That's Running's the time to do a great, it. I mean, when you have three hours to do it, typically, <laughs> typically it comes out, so... And would you say that that's, like, a good way that, well, I mean, yeah, you just were able to clear your head and, like, get through everything that life was throwing at you? For sure. Because you kind of just had to escape it. Like, it was a chance to do your thing. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. So cool. And then I guess, like, well, you talked about Can't Hurt Me. That was kind of what sparked the inspiration, right? So you read that before you had the idea? Correct. Okay. And then, like, what else did you do besides the physical training? How did you prep? Like, what did, did you eat different things? You drank the gallons of water, but more so mindset wise, how did you prep for like the actual race? Race. Mm-hmm. Visualization was huge. Like every run that like when I was on it and I was like, I like, dude, this is, this sucks. Like, why did I do this? I like always like pictured 
like crossing the finish line like my That's friends so being cool. there and like honestly a big thing was like you and like all of our other friends like saying like hey i'm gonna be there for you like when you cross the finish line and like like it, it sounds like little but like just thinking about that like for like six months on end is so cool and then especially when you do it that would definitely push me just like yeah. getting to i think that that would probably be my biggest um I don't know the word I'm looking for, but like my biggest push is just knowing like my parents will be there at the end. They'll mm-hmm. be waving and like, it'll all be worth it. Like yeah. I'll be able to say that it was all for a reason. So. Yeah. I think that was big. I mean, I definitely ate slightly differently. I've always been pretty conscious of what I eat. Like, yeah, that's true. I'm, I definitely have like a good nutritional, uh, background and like understand like what carbs do. Like obviously when you're running, you want to be eating a lot of carbs. So like night before a big run, I'll try and like eat a lot of pasta um pasta is like your most carb dense food but i wouldn't say there was like a whole like you can't sit down and like mentally like the night before be like okay like how am i gonna attack i guess you could but like you kind of just got to go out there and do it and you'll notice like you will start to notice like how your mind reacts to certain things and like you'll know like there were like a few runs i walked like especially when my shin splints were happening like like, you know, like, okay, is this literally just hurting my body or is this just, like, a pain that, like, I have to get through? Yeah, it's kind of a question, like, is it's it very, something very that I different... can get past or some? It's one of those where, like, does my mind need rest or does my body need rest kind of yeah. thing? And you have to actually evaluate that because it's not like you can just stop. You kind of got to mm-hmm. figure it out. And then, uh, I guess the last thing I'll say on that was, like, I wouldn't say, I guess, it's not mental prep. But then, like, you start, like, doing things, like, right? Like, say you wake up in the morning you go do like an 11 mile run. Like that's your new farthest. And then like you go do something else later on that day. Like say you're studying for a test. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this. You're like, I just ran, I just 11, ran 11 miles. miles. Like, that's I, a cool one. I, I like can that. sit down and I can like read this essay or like I can go talk to this person. Like sure, I might be stressed out. Like I've already gotten this out of the way. Like I can definitely do this. And like you kind of just start like comparing things. Like it just strength, strengthens you like as a person and mm-hmm. makes you feel more capable and all this. Like I remember... Yesterday, me and Lissette were walking around. We walked like maybe four miles, just, you know, walking around Miami while they're running a whole ass marathon. And at the end, I was like, Lissette, my legs are so tired. Like, I can't wait to go home and take a shower. I feel so gross and sweaty. And I was like, be so for real. Like, they just ran a marathon. They just ran for like four plus hours straight. And I'm complaining. And I don't even know how to explain it, where I'm going with that. But it's just like cool to, it really makes you rethink like everything that you're thinking and like all of it. So... Yeah, that's my, so cool. My dad woke up this morning and was like, something like hurt him from like sleeping. And I was like, <laughs> Dad, I do not want to hear anything you're talking about right now. But, that's so cool. Yeah. I just, it's so, it's so impressive. Like everything. But also, as far as the mindset goes in the mental prep, I feel like over time, your mindset just adjusts. Like it just changes. Like, so you can't even pinpoint, like, oh, like what was I thinking about that made me feel like I could do this? Like, just from day one when you decided you were doing this till now, like six months, you said, I feel like you got your whole brain. It must change. Like, chemically, I feel like everything you do feels different now. I think that was the most rewarding thing for me, too. was just, like, one, like, I can, like you kind of realize how, like, especially for, like, planning for something that big and that, like, drastic of a change, you kind of learn how to, like, set steps. Like, mm-hmm. like you can't, especially, like, you can't go out, like, I, I mean, obviously, we're relating all this back to running, but, like, you can't run out and on mile one be, like, I have 25 miles to go. Yeah, like, like you're, and that's what I worry that I would do. Well, you're obviously, never gonna get through it, right? So, exactly. So like, I, I, when you do run like these long distances, you'll take like electrolyte packages or something. So like, I would do that every four miles. So like, I would break down every run I did into four miles. Like, okay, I need to run three more. I can take this electrolyte package, take the packet. Okay, 
next four miles, next four miles, next four miles. And, like, you can translate that into literally anything. Like, mm-hmm. Baby steps. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I think so cool about it. Like, as much as this whole podcast episode, it's about running, think about it in a way that has nothing to do with running because it relates to everything we do in life. And I just think it, it's so cool. But it's also about running. Like, if you're considering running a marathon, here's here's all the info. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what other questions. Oh, actually, take us through the race. Like, from I want start to finish. Because yeah. I, I know some of the info. Like, we've talked about it a little bit, what happened, how it went. But yeah. from... When you start, when you woke up in the morning to when you crossed the finish line, tell yeah. us. All right. Well, okay. I'll take you through the whole weekend. So yeah. left UF on Friday, came down to my house in Boca Friday night. Um, my brother flew in from New York City. That's so cool. He yeah. flew in just for this. Yeah. It was definitely cool to see It makes it even more special. Um, they had like a huge race day expo type thing the day, the like days before. Was so, it in Miami? Yeah. It was at the, okay. it was at the convention center. So you go down there, like you have to get your race bib, like the number you see everyone wear. How did were those numbers random or based on when you signed up? I don't know. I was curious. I think I thought they were based off you signed up, but I think it also might be like because when you sign up, you give like an estimated time. Oh. And it seemed like everyone who's in front of me had a lo- number lower than me, and everyone behind me had a number higher than me. So gotcha. they might do it by like based on time. Um, so we went and got that. And then we had an Airbnb. Like, 15 minutes from the race. So, me, my brother, Pookie, and then two of his frat brothers, uh, Jake and Josh, were running as well. They stayed with us. Um, the people next to us were not being quiet. <laughs> oh, Pookie was all. saying that. <laughs> so, we didn't we didn't fall I didn't fall asleep probably until, like, 11.45 the night before. And we were up. Oh, my God. And I woke up in the middle of the night. And we, woke, we had to be up at 3.45. Holy crap. So, I probably got maximum, like, three, three and a half hours the night before. But, yeah, that's basically how much I slept, and I'm just trying to compare that to if I actually had to run a marathon. I was yeah. delusional. So delusional. Yeah. Keep in mind that, like, I mean, obviously you're you, pumped. Like, yeah. you've been waiting. Yeah. Like, I, by no means did like I... Like, it's sh- hard to even fall asleep even if there wasn't exactly. loud neighbors. Exactly. But, yeah, by no means did I show up, and I was like, oh, I, I didn't sleep well. I, like, I was You ready. were there. I was ready to go. Um, so we start... The, the race starts, your first mile is up a bridge. Yeah. Um, That's the bridge that me and Lisette were standing on, watching yeah. everyone run. Which I mean, it's your first mile, right? Like you're training for twenty six. It wasn't. That's It true. wasn't ungodly hard, but. But it's still a bridge. It's an uphill battle right yeah. at the start. It's it was definitely like took it slow, got up the bridge. Like uh, you typically have like two to three miles where like your legs warm up. So I knew I like I didn't want to. Burn um, them out. Burn them out quick. <laughs> so that's that's advice number one to every new marathon runner that they tell you is don't take the race too fast and then die. At the end. Listen to that. And that is exactly... Emphasis on that. (laughs) That is exactly what I did. Um, So I guess like for a little background, like when I started, my time goal was to do it in under four hours, which is like an averaging a 9.09 pace the whole way. So started out, I think my first three miles, like maybe averaged like a 9.45, 9.10, or 10 minute flat. Um... And that, that's like, that's what I always do. Like, it's pretty typical. Maybe even a little slower than that. Just to like get in your groove. And then, I don't know, something happens. I've always wondered how people like start slower and then their pace just gets faster and faster. Because I follow runner people on TikTok and I love to watch them. I didn't, that makes sense that their legs are like warming up in the beginning. Yeah, like your your muscles are like slightly more stretched. So maybe mm-hmm. your stride's a little bigger. Honestly, I have no idea. Like, I couldn't even <laughs> But maybe you're running a little faster. Um, you can definitely feel like your hips like open up and stuff like that. But I sped up a little bit. I was running probably I was averaging probably a nine minute mile. 
after 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 that for like the next 10 and like i most of my long runs before like in the training were like i was averaging like a 10 okay so i was running like a whole minute faster than what i was used to okay grant you like i knew that one i didn't want to leave anything on the table right like i wanted i wanted to cross the finish line and like knew like i didn't like slack off like i gave everything i had but my goal for the race was i was wanting to average 9 30 so i was like okay like i'm running a nine minute now like if I start to feel crappy, I'll pull it, down it, pull, it, pull it back a little bit. Then I just kept going, and I felt so, so good. I was like, all right, like, this initial time goal, like, under <laughs> four hours, that. it's happening. Like, I'm all go for it. So from mile three to probably, like, 14, I was booking it. Like, Are you thinking about anything in that time? Like, what goes through your head? I Because to me, nine minutes is so long to be with your thoughts. Yeah. Just running. What would... What were you thinking about? It changes. I mean, especially race day, right? Like, all you're thinking about is the race. Like, I was mm-hmm. constantly, like, checking my, like, pace on my watch, which, like, isn't fun. You don't want to be doing that. Yeah, you probably shouldn't But, I mean, obviously, it was a culture shock running with 25,000 people. Yeah. So, that, like, was one thing, like, kind of just, like, getting into that. You're running, like, through some pretty parts of Miami. I really wasn't looking around that much, <laughs> honestly. But it's hard, to, it's hard to describe. But, like, you do just kind of, like, check. Like, I'm doing, like, say, like... I check on my breath every so often, like, hey, like, how do I feel? But I guess I'm just, like, visualizing, like, the future parts of the race. But if, if it wasn't race day, like, maybe I'm thinking about, like, what class I have later in the day. Or, like, <laughs> just what, random thoughts. Like, the, like, what plans I need to make for the week. Like, oh, I haven't called my parents in seven days. I need to do that when I get back. That's kind of cool, too, though. Like, when you, you're forced to think about all the things that you sometimes want to avoid thinking about, not necessarily on race day, but on all the other days of training, mm-hmm. you're just kind of forced to be with your thoughts, which is so good. I always tell you guys, do things alone. And running, I mean, that's another really cool way to do it if you don't want to do something else. So Yeah, yeah. So those 11 miles were super fun. Thought I had it in the bag. <laughs> then I got to, like, mile 15 and a half. Like, this, keep in mind, too, the sun, like, is starting to come out now. Like, it's getting really hot. Because it's now, at this point, it's what time? We start at 6, so now I'm, like, I'm halfway through. I'm probably at, like, 8.15. Okay. Yeah, 8:15. it's hot at 8.15 in Florida. 8.15 a.m., like, the humidity's out. It probably felt, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 82, 83 degrees. And, like, I just, like, felt, I just, like, felt it all going. And I was, like, oh, my gosh, did I really just do this to myself? And, then like, my stomach, my stomach was going, and I was, like, oh, no. So then I ended up throwing up on mile 16. Did and like, you just like go like go to the side? Yeah, you just... just pull over to the side. Dang. And like you don't want to do it, but I like I felt so bad. Because you know like when you do that, you're like... Because I literally you're getting took, rid of everything in you. Like keep in mind all the electrolytes you're taking. So all like, your carbs. All the water you drank. All your carbs. All your electrolytes. And I was like, I feel so bad. So I just, I let it go. I maybe could have try to keep going but I was like I also but have at that it. point it's like I, you don't want to you can't sit there and keep running when you feel you're gonna throw up that's yeah. always worse so ended up throwing up in mile 16 and then after that it was just like <laughs> a complete absolute war for context I ran the I ran the first half in 2 hours and 2 minutes and I ran the second half in 2 hours and 51 minutes that's just crazy so it was a very I was it was honestly like overall in terms of like performance compared to my training like I probably ran, like, one of the worst races I probably possibly could have run. But, like, at the same you time... You still ran a marathon. It, and also, honestly, like, when I was doing it, I was I was pretty mad. I was like, I can't believe, like, I trained all this way and then I did that. But now that I look back on it, like, 
I had two and a half hours where I was in just like absolute pain, agony, like whatever emotion you, you want to feel. still did it. And like you got through it and you look back on it and you're like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. No, I, I saw it the first time I saw Brian after he finished because Pookie finished a little before him. So we he, he was gone and then we we're just like waiting for Brian and he comes out. And I'm so excited. I'm like, Brian, you did it. How do you feel? How do you feel? He goes, that was horrible. I'm like, that is the last thing that I thought I was going to hear. But... But yeah, I mean, obviously, like, we're going to battle with ourselves. Like, you're going to be mad at yourself. Like, that's that's a given. But you still did it, and you crossed the finish line, and you ran a marathon, and it doesn't even matter how long it took you. You still did it. Yeah, for sure. And, like, how, now that you don't feel horrible, how do you feel now? Like, what did, what did it teach you? What were the biggest takeaways, I guess? One, I mean, you can you can accomplish anything you want. But you have to be methodical about it. Like, you can't just... I mean, especially for something like that drastic of a change. Like, you obviously know when you sign up for a marathon, I cannot physically run 26.2 miles right now. Yeah, like, unfortunately. I like, wish it was that easy. As much as you want to believe it, like, sure, maybe some people could pull it out. Like, you cannot do this at this current state. So being self-aware of, like, what that's going to take and, like, goal planning, setting small steps, that was, that was one. Two, like, whatever pain whether that's physical mental emotional that you feel there's often another point you can push yourself to like i mean especially not just strengthens you yeah not even just during running but like there are like times where i was just like during this process like where i just say had like a lot of schoolwork or like someone got me mad mind you also brian's take what are you doing in school right now he just I didn't even know he was graduating with his bachelor's and all of a sudden i see his instagram post that he graduated i'm like brian what because technically you would, most people our age are graduating this spring, right? Correct. With their bachelors. Yeah. So he did this in the winter, right? And now what are you doing? So gradu- <laughs> it's like a combined degree program. So you kind of take like your undergrad and your master's at the same time. So I just graduated with my bachelor's in finance. And then I have one semester this semester as a full-time graduate student. And I'll graduate in May with uh, my master's in finance. Yeah. So not only was he training for a marathon, he's taking like these really crazy classes and like doing it all. So you, it's just such a cool work ethic and like the way you train your mind to like know that you're capable and just push yourself. Like it's, it's honestly, it's pretty inspiring. I think not even just to me, but to everyone who's listening. It's so cool. Hear me out. The moms in our life deserve a spa day every single day. My mom is my rock star. She's the best ever. And she prioritizes everybody but herself. I'm amazed at how much she can accomplish in one day. But something super cool is that this Mother's Day, you can make every day a spa day for all of the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. And let me just tell you right now, I use this duo every day. My skin has never felt softer and smoother and more amazing. But what it is, is a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers. It's the Undaria Allergy Body Oil and the Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. And they both have the most incredible citrusy scent. And right now you can get an additional 10% off your first order with code MOMENTS at oseamalibu.com. And listen, body care is self-care. So give your mom a chance to love herself and give herself the love that she deserves. Treat your mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOMENTS at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code MOMENTS for 10% off. A little intermission. I get ecstatic to read you guys this ad because Thrive Cosmetics has been my go-to mascara 
and makeup for years now. So getting to be able to tell you about them is truly a dream come true. One thing that I absolutely love about Thrive is that they have clean, skin-loving ingredients and their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. You guys know if you follow me anywhere, but just listening to the podcast, makeup isn't my strongest suit, but I do love to play around with it and Thrive makes it so simple. And another thing that amazes me about Thrive is that for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products to fund and help communities thrive, which is so beautiful. And they also have an infinity waterproof eyebrow liner, which is so cool. You can get your eyebrows looking exactly how you need them to, and then go jump in the pool. But my most favorite, other than their mascara, which is my top tier Thrive Cosmetics product, it's like a liquid lash extensions mascara. It's tubing. It is, I wear it in the water. It doesn't make me look like a raccoon or a panda. It is incredible. But they also have this brilliant eye brightener that you can use as highlighter. You can use it in your inner corner. I have always used it as my inner corner and it is the best. So refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com moments. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C A U. S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash moments for 10% off your first order. Yeah, so cool. it's, it's been really fun. And I think another one was it definitely placed a lot of value to me on like the friends I have and the family I have. Like oh, That's so cute. Like people like so many people were checking in like, oh, how's it going? Like, I mean, Grinch, I was posting about it all the time. Like this but is still, like, this is my still. entire personality for like six <laughs> full months. Yeah, and it's going to be mine too. So I'm just warning you guys in advance if I do go through with this half marathon, which I am. You're going to hear a lot about it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> it's happening. But, yeah, like, it's, I mean, seeing them at the finish line and, like, literally making eye contact with people and, like, just seeing, like, I have a video and, like, just hearing them, like, scream at the top of their lungs was, like, made everything, oh. everything worth it. So I, I thought, think every, every thought, every bit of pain, like, everything, that every struggle just disappears when moments like that happen. I mean... I feel the same way. Like, my friends and my family are everything to me. And if I knew that I had them in my corner, like, supporting me, that would probably be my biggest push and, like, the reason that I make it all happen, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Obviously for yourself, too. But it never hurts when you have people who are also just rooting for you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's crazy. And I think another thing I'd say is, it like, tying in with anything else, like, I mean, do I enjoy running? Probably not that much, right? <laughs> like, it's not, obviously, I something, like, that is super fun. And, like, when you set those alarms at, like, 5 a.m. and you've gotten, like, four or five hours of sleep, literally the last thing you want to do is cr- – not only do you not want to get up, you don't want to go run for two hours. Yeah. I mean, I think about it in the way that sometimes – because I've been trying to make it a goal for myself. And I've told you guys this 10 million times to go to the sunrise at least four or five times a week. And sometimes I fall asleep at 2 in the morning and I'll set my alarm for 6 a.m. to go. And I'll not complain, but like in my head I'll be like, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to get out of bed? Then I just kind of have to sit there and be like, well, one, I'm grateful that I get get to get out of bed and go do this. Like I'm not going to work. I'm not going to say run two hours. But like it's still just like having to convince yourself why it's worth it and like looking at how much it's going to mean to you and all that like just – it we'll stacks up. It, it stacks yeah. up a ton. Like those small mental like battles that you just come out winning, like just get bigger and bigger and bigger, and it definitely translates to everything else. So and like, it definitely teaches you a new kind of appreciation too. Like just puts sure. a new value on life in general. Yeah, not not everything's fun, but you can make it fun, and it's obviously like pretty rewarding if you actually like stick with it. Yeah, I think that my biggest takeaway from even just like hearing you talk about all of it is just really the the goal thing because for me, all set goals. 
that are crazy and out there and I'll forget that I have to, I don't know, put in the work to do them. I'll just be like, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it. But like, it's cool when you think about it in a physical marathon point, like, yeah, you can't physically do this right now, but it's going to take small steps and you have to just, I guess, be able to be proud of yourself and push yourself to do all the small steps instead of just looking at the end goal. And I think that we touched on that before too, but that is what really hits for me because I struggle so much with it sometimes that this is going to be a new challenge for me. Not even in the just marathon way, but in general. It's so cool. But yeah, I think that... What Was was it worth it? Yeah, it was definitely worth it. I mean, it's it's such a cool feeling. I mean, obviously not many people do it. Not many people get the chance to do it. I'm pretty sure 1% of the population runs a marathon. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> Welcome to the one percent, I guess. Welcome but, to the one percent. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. I mean, during it's funny because during the entire thing, I was like, I'm never doing this again. I'm never doing this again. I'm never, and then literally like hours after we all finished, like we're all looking at each other, like, no, right, this right, is, what, this what's is, the next one? This is what I said to Brian. He finished and he goes, that was horrible. I go, are you gonna do another one or something? And I'm pretty sure you were like, no, no, like I don't think so. I'm like, Not just give chance. it a day. Tomorrow you're gonna say you're gonna do yeah. another one, and now I'll, look where we are. I'll definitely be a little while. Not gonna like do it again and like just get Next right back one. into yeah. it. But yeah, give yourself a pause. Be proud of the fact that you did this one, and then when you're ready, you'll be ready to do it all over again. But now I feel inspired. Now I know that I have to do this for a multi, so many different reasons, and it's gonna happen. But I hope that if you guys were able to take anything away from this, it was just well, there's a lot of points you could have taken away. So I hope you took something away from it. And Brian, I guess do you have any anything else that you want to say to the world? Dream big. You know, like you've only got one, one chance at life. And I mean, I I think at some point everyone kind of comes to a, like a section where they're like, okay, like, am I just going to keep doing what I don't thoroughly enjoy? Or am I going to really push myself and and try and accomplish my dreams? And I think that, I mean, is my dream to be a marathon runner? No, but I think like, see, like going through this process, whether just say, whether it be running or whether trying to get this job or something like that seeing yourself succeed in a way that you know you put yourself through something you haven't done before just really opens up to your your mind to like okay like I know this is actually what I want to do and I know what I just did has no correlation to that but the fact that I was able to do something for maybe something that I don't enjoy just imagine what I can do for is. something that it, like I'm actually passionate about you're gonna give me goosebumps that was so good it's it this is I would recommend to anyone it, Okay, you don't have to run a marathon, but like just... You can run a half marathon. Just do... I mean, it doesn't have to be running, but just find something that maybe you don't enjoy that much. And this was a huge part of the book. So that's kind of like good that we're tying this back to the beginning. Okay, okay. Is that like like him now, like he was was a horrible swimmer. He Mm -hmm. went to like Navy SEAL training. To this day, like one of the like things he does routinely is he'll go jump in cold water, tie his hands and his feet together, and he'll like... He'll like, but like, make sure he doesn't drown for like an hour. He's crazy. He's a little crazy, He's but like, but still, the, the idea is there. Like, he's just taking something he knows that he absolutely hates, and he keeps doing it because he knows, like, I can tackle that. Then now, I can do anything. Now imagine what I can do for something I want to do. And I think that that's why I want to do this half marathon thing. Because do it. I'll do it with you. Yeah, we're you doing it together. You guys will see some pictures pretty soon. Lots of it. Lots of it. It's going to be fun. And I think that was great. And I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And you'll probably be hearing from Brian again because maybe like halfway through my training. We'll do another update on like how I'm I'll feeling. But That's yeah, good. that was awesome. And I will talk to you guys next Monday. All right, Bye, guys. People. Peace Later. Out.